0: Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911.
1: Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two man car. Jess Romero, Paul Clay. Welcome, happy, holy new year 2024. Uh, this is another year that we have that God has given us uh, life and breath to evangelize, to stand up for Jesus with our lives, with our lips, and with our love. Paul, are you ready to take on 2024 for Jesus? I am. Amen, amen. I am yes. I mean, what else is there? Think about that. Everything else, everything else in life is a waste of time. <clears throat> I mean, the the uh, as uh, Saint Jude says in the Bible. We are here to snatch souls from the fire. Paul, a lot to talk about. We know what's front and center in the church right now in the news. It's uh, Cardinal Fernandez, who's the the head of the doctrine of the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith. Formerly called the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith before Pope Francis. And before Vatican II. It was called the Holy Office <clears throat> or the Office of the Inquisition, which uh, I actually mm. like that name better than any other name. Uh, but this this cardinal, it's 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 come to the world's attention that he's been putting out. It's been 20 years ago, to be fair, but he's put out some books that a lot of people are deeming pornography, unbecoming of a cardinal of his office, a prince of the church. Uh, his writings, <clears throat> uh, the uh, the first book, it's uh, th- that he put out is called the mystical. <clears throat> uh, here it is here, <clears throat> the mystical, uh... yeah, mystical passion, spirituality and sensuality. That was in nineteen ninety eight. Another book that he put out that we've discovered is called. Heal me with your mouth, the art of kissing. Both of these books, Paul, you can submit these books into articles for Playboy or uh or Rolling Stones magazine. They're profane, they're unbecoming of a prince of the church. You would think with this guy's, you know, his he's got a PhD from Rome, you'd think that this guy would spend his time writing books on the salvation of souls, how to win souls, how to evangelize. But uh, this man, it seems like he spends a lot of time meditating and reflecting on the sins below the waist. But of course, he doesn't. He never calls them sins, but he spends a lot of time thinking about the issues below the waist. How could a chase celibate cleric spend so much time and so much effort to write two long books on the carnal appetites of the human person? Paul, something's wrong with this
2: yeah jess listen uh not only is it embarrassing it's shameful and it's telling how 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 a man like this could be placed in such an important position within the church and how the media jess you remember just uh it wasn't that many years ago when the media was on a somewhat of a witch hunt uh to any Catholic priest that was even uh remotely accused of wrongdoing uh they wanted to oh, yeah. you know they they came with pitchforks so to speak yeah, yeah. and but yet here's a guy who writes a book uh, like you said this stuff should be more uh, would be something that they would and and, and you know they would have done it like penthouse they would have featured this oh yeah just, yeah just because uh and you know- w- once again, just to undermine the one holy Catholic and apostolic faith, but they would have put this guy in the book no problem in 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 the magazine so yeah um i'm I'm dumbfounded, Jess, uh how everybody is like lulled to sleep, nobody understands that hey, isn't this a little weird? isn't he paying an inordinate amount of attention to things that he shouldn't be. Yeah, Paul, you know what? um, He writes with specificity
1: because I read chapter 6, chapter 7, chapter 8, and chapter 9 of the book. It's on the Mm -hmm. internet. It was sent to me by several sources.
2: Yeah, I got um, it too.
1: Yeah, he talks uh, in chapter 6, he talks about the fact that a 16-year-old girl described described, uh, erotic fantasies with Christ in chapter 16. Uh, uh this uh and on chapters 7 and 8 he spends a lot of time talking about orgasms what mm. a catholic priest spending so much time talking a celibate chaste catholic priest who knows all the details and minutia of orgasms mm. and then his other book uh, the art of kissing a, a chaste catholic priest who would write an entire book on kissing paul something is wrong here i mean uh th- <laughs> th- th- this guy here um he's uh he's brought shame to his office i mean this 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 is the seat that was uh that was uh that was occupied by Cardinal Gerhard Mueller, a serious theologian. And before that, this office was occupied by Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger, a serious theologian. This, This guy hasn't written anything of substance in theology. This guy is just occupied with pondering and reflecting
2: with the issues below the waist, Paul. Yeah, and the media, the secular media, the Catholic media—they all seem to give him a pass, with with the exception of a few within Catholic media.
1: Yeah, let's. Uh, I want to just share this one article because uh, <clears throat> Cardinal Gerhard Mueller, who was a prefect before that was fired by Pope Francis, <laughs> uh, he uh, he has something to say. This article says, Cardinal Mueller confirms Vatican, Vatican doctrinal office had file warning about Archbishop Fernandez. So the Vatican was concerned about his theological orthodoxy, but the new prefect for the dicastery, for the, for the doctrine of the faith, says everything was resolved serenely. So, Gerhard, Cardinal Gerhard Mueller has confirmed the Vatican's doctrinal office had a file a file containing theological concerns about Archbishop Victor Emmanuel Fernandez, a Jesuit uh, whom Pope Francis last week appointed to head that office. And by the way, he's also from Argentina. Pope Francis is friends with him all the way back in Argentina. And this guy was basically going nowhere under Pope Benedict. He was sidelined. And all of a sudden, this guy was resurrected under Pope Francis. So the file on Cardinal Fernandez also confirmed by a second senior church source, dates to when Cardinal Jorge Bergoglio of Buenos Aires appointed then Father Fernandez Rector of the Pontifical Catholic University of Argentina in 2009. In July 5th, comments to the National Catholic Register, Archbishop Fernandez downplayed the file's contents, saying the Vatican's concerns related to accusations based on his writings, quote, they were not of great weight, close quote, and after and and that, after an exchange of letters with Vatican officials in which Fernandez clarified his true thinking, everything was resolved serenely. in other words, I'm sure he took back everything he said in order for him to get uh, elevated over in Buenos Aires, Argentina on July first. Pope Francis appointed Archbishop Fernandez, a close papal adviser, and purported drafter of some of the most contentious passages. Of Pope Francis's apostolic exhortation, Amoris Letitiae. Hmm, now we know who the architect is here. Prefect of the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith, a position he will take up. So, this article is a couple of years old. Yeah, uh, no, this is this year, last year, I mean. Uh, this is a position that he will take up. Um, uh, I lost my place here. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, uh, the purpose of the file file was to supply the CDF with enough information so that it could either award or withhold a nihil obstat, which means nothing stands in the way, declaration, a requirement for any new rector to a Catholic university. So yeah, in 2004, uh, this file that had been drawn up on Cardinal Fernandez sometime in the late 2000s by Archbishop Jean-Louis Bruges secretary at the then congregation for catholic education after cardinal bergoglio had proposed then father fernandez as the new rector of the university paul so you have all these modernists uh i mean when they get in power paul they start promoting each other just like the political uh the, the political leftists when they come in power like joe biden they start uh they start promoting people that are undeserving, like Sam Brinton, that transgender that was stealing uh, luggages over in airports on two occasions. A Satanist, uh, Dr. Dimitri uh a uh, member of the Church of Satan, who's, who's the monkeypox czar. This is what happens when the left comes to power. They, they, they elevate their friends, whether they're deserving of the position or not.
2: Yeah, Jess, we have to cooperate with God's grace. And if, you, if you're not cooperating with God's grace, then there's no distinction between, in this case, the way the church operates and the way the world operates. You remember on the sheriff's department how there would be guys and their careers were going nowhere and for righteous reasons. And all of a sudden, a new sheriff gets elected and this new sheriff sees things in a, a different way. And lo and behold, they, they rise to power. That's right.
1: Two man car, Jesus 911. will continue talking about uh, this. Uh, Cardinal Gerhard Mueller warned us. They say, hey, we, we knew about this guy and we had a file on him, but uh, Pope Francis elevated him. We'll be right back.
0: Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151.
1: Soul Patrol, Jesus 911. <clears throat> this uh, Cardinal Mueller knew about Cardinal Fernandez. And uh, this article by from LifeSite puts uh, puts out the following information. It says, The purpose of the file was to supply the congregation for the doctrine of the faith with enough information so that it could either award or withhold a nihil abstat, nothing stands in the way declaration, a requirement for any new rector to a Catholic university. <clears throat> um, the CDF is always involved in giving the last word. Cardinal Mueller said the Congregation for Catholic Education must therefore ask for the nihil for the CDF from the CDF in giving the official yes, so that the church can be absolutely sure there isn't anything problematic with, an, with such an appointment. Due to the contents... Of the file of Cardinal Fernandez, the CDF then headed by Cardinal William Levada delayed issuing the Nahil Obstat until the concerns had been resolved. Father Fernandez was therefore not able to take the oath of office until May 2011, two and a half years after his unofficial appointment, due to ongoing concerns concerns raised in the file about some of his theological views. By the way, Cardinal William Levada was definitely no Cardinal Ratzinger, no Cardinal Mueller. He was kind of a moderate. So this is, yeah, it was under Cardinal Levada when he was the head of the CDF when uh, Father Fernandez was given the Hill Obstah, apparently. Uh, Cardinal Mueller stressed to the National Register that despite the existence of the file on Fernandez, it was possible that Father Fernandez had sent the, uh, the CDF a letter pledging to do better, adding that this is always the tactic for these things. To destroy any doubts, in other words, saying, "Don't worry, uh, Holy Father in Rome, I'll, 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 knock it off. I'll, I'll quit writing heresy." That, that's basically what he did. Archbishop Fernandez appears to have taken that approach. He told the Register that after his appointment as rector in two thousand nine, some articles he had he had written arrived in Rome, and from that moment on, an exchange of letters began in which I clarified my true thinking. And everything was resolved serenely. Yeah, I'm sure. Here's what he said. Paul, I'll, I'll I'll pitch it over to you. He just said, "Ah, uh, well, I was a young priest back then, and you know, I was I was uh, ministering and giving uh, advice to young married couples or couples that are about to get married, and I was trying to bridge the gap and and maybe use language that they can uh, identify with, and of uh, of course, you know." I wouldn't write like that any longer. Th- those are some of my old writings and you know I I I've 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 grown since then. That's exactly what he said in order for him to get promoted, Paul. What's say you?
2: Yeah. Yeah, Jess. It reminds me of the hearings for uh for judges in Congress how when confronted with things that they said showing clear bias or things that are unacceptable, they just sit there and smile and uh, deflect and say whatever it takes to get the appointment. And (laughs) that's that's what this reminds me of. Same thing. Yeah, Um, Yeah. Yeah. Go pick it up from there. Yeah. It took more than a year at the Roman pace of work, but I want to make clear That the accusations were not of great weight, he said. For example, they questioned half a page I had written in a small newspaper in my city in the interior of Argentina. (laughs) Reminds me of a verse: "Just be sure your sin will find you out." (laughs) Mm. There, I explained that we priests could not bless gay unions because we had a certain conception of marriage. But but nevertheless. We did not judge or condemn people. Again, this false virtue signaling, Jess, um, you know, this idea that, hey, we're, you know, of course we have to embrace them. And of course we can't do that. And then when they get in office, they do exactly the opposite. That is such a liberal tactic. Um, My accuser said. That I had not sufficiently explained the church's understanding of marriage, Archbishop Fernandez continued. Believe it or not, this took up several months of my time. Uh again, my accusers. <laughs> it, 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 just the, the verbiage, Jess. Uh sacred scripture tells us that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. So, mm. so 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 if we sit there and question uh the fact that uh Archbishop Fernandez is uh his views are not catholic or not orthodox or not uh wholesome uh edifying for the church uh, then 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 we we're on the side of satan we, we mm. become the the accusers yep that's what he that's what he called <laughs> us yeah that's what he called yeah us. Yeah, yeah believe it or not this took up several months of my time he added it was not deemed necessary or appropriate for him to publish a corrective article on the matter because he explained he was not an expert on the subject. In general, he said, theologians try to write articles on subjects in which we have been able to specialize. Uh, so he's saying, you know, yeah, what, what do I know about kissing? <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I don't specialize in that. So, I, yeah, I was probably a little off kilter. Uh, anyway, in a July 3rd interview with Perfil, an Argentine radio station, Archbishop Fernandez reflected on the experience, recalling that the DDF, uh, the, uh, the um, use of the doctrine of the yeah, yeah, yeah. used to be the holy office of the Inquisition and saying, even, even investigated me. Say okay, so he's a, he's basically saying they investigated him. He's playing he said the, the victim. Pro- he's playing the victim, yeah. Paul. Of course, of course. He said the process was really very annoying. Oh, really? And that he spent months on the nonsense, having to justify myself. Jess, do you see his his whole spirit, his attitude? This is nonsense. I'm annoyed at this that anyone would dare to question me. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable, right? Archbishop Continue. Fernandez c- continues to weigh in on the controversial subject of blessing couples and homosexual relationships. He told the Spanish Catholic website Info Vaticana, July fifth, that nothing can compare to marriage in the strict sense between a man and a woman, and that the greatest care to be taken is to avoid rites of blessing that could feed that confusion. But he added, now if a blessing is given in such a way that it does not cause that confusion, it will not be examined and verified. Let me mention one thing before you go
1: on. This is the tactic that, he remember, he's an Argentinian Jesuit. Him and Pope Francis, uh, this is what's called uh, the Perón style of speaking, uh, mm. the dictator Perón that they grew under, the president of Argentina, uh, w- it, this is called Perónism. When you modify your speech based on your audience, if you've got a bunch of Orthodox Catholics there, you tell them what they want to hear. You give them orthodoxy. When you got a bunch of woke modernist Catholics there, you give them woke modernism. This is classic Argentinian Perónism. Uh, he, this man
2: utilizes it, and so does Pope Francis. Paul. Yes, this is cl- this is classic American politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what our politicians do. They speak to their audience. You it, remember, you know, uh, you know what that's called in American
1: politics? It's called triangulation. That's yeah. what called in American politics. Triangulate.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I call it. I call it double talk. I I call it speaking <laughs> with forked tongue. I got a lot of words for it. Uh, <laughs> James tells us that a a double-minded man he's unstable in all his ways. Amen. I, mean, I like that one better. Yeah, I like yeah. that one better. C- continue. Yep. Pick it up, brother. Pick it up. Sure. As you will see, there is a point where we leave a purely theological discussion and move on to a question that that is more prudential and disciplinary. He also said in the interview that although the church's doctrine cannot be altered, our understanding of doctrine can change there again. What, a ah. co- what, what, a co- yeah, yeah, it can't be altered, but maybe we were looking at it the wrong way. Maybe we were emphasizing the wrong things here. Let me explain that. It's, it's like this. He's saying, okay, one plus one is two,
1: but the way I see it now, one plus one is three. I know one plus one and two can't change, you know, but to me, the way I see it, it's three. One plus one is three. That's what he's saying here, Paul. This is yeah. light of hand, Paul. This is pulling a rabbit out of a hat.
2: Yeah. And this is exactly what it is. It reminds me of uh the teachers in the schools now where they're not allowed to, you know, everybody, no matter, no matter what they do, the kids. You have to basically say, "Oh, good job, good job," uh, <laughs> and the, everything's everything's uh, everything's good here. And there's different ways of looking at things, and that, in fact, it has changed and will continue to change. Okay, so um, Archbishop Fernandez said that the Vatican's concerns were removed not because of any pressure from Cardinal Bergoglio. He was confident that if I answered. The question sent to me, everything would be resolved sooner or later. However, it appears that there are repercussions for Archbishop uh, uh, Bruges. Pope Francis notably never made the French prelate a cardinal, despite him serving as uh, archivist and librarian of the Holy Roman Church from 2012 to 2018, a prestigious position which has been held Uh, which has been led by a cardinal since the 18th century. Uh, Two months after his election as Pope, Pope Francis elevated Father Fernandez to archbishop, but without informing the CDF, then headed by Cardinal Mueller. Although popes are under no obligation to ask the CDF for a nihil obstat before appointing a bishop, Cardinal Mueller said, they usually do so in order to be sure the candidate is doctrinally sound. In other words, Jess, uh, it's a check and balance to make sure that the person being elevated is in fact deserving qualified. Yeah. Yes. Qualified for the position and not, you know, this is, this is, go ahead, Jess.
1: So here's what I see, Paul. So Pope Francis, he, he bypassed the normal protocol and he elevated his Argentinian Jesuit friend to Archbishop, despite his his shady modernist theology, and also uh, doctrine can't change because doctrine is revealed and given by God, and God cannot change. therefore, since God cannot change, his doctrine cannot change
2: with the times.: Yeah, you know, just they say that um they can tell a lot about a man by who his friends are, yeah and yeah. uh, when we look when we look yeah. at when we look at the people who have been appointed to high ranking positions and we see that it's a complete disaster well that should tell you something about the man who's making the appointments
1: amen it says here in his letter to archbishop fernandez on his appointment pope francis appeared to suggest that the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith under archbishop fernandez will no longer scrutinize the orthodoxy of theologians to the same degree that archbishop fernandez himself was subjected <laughs> i mean that's exactly the the, the the job of the ddf or the cdf is to scrutinize yeah. doctrine but guess what under this guy no more scrutinizing doctrine yep anybody who's modernist go ahead and, uh, and and submit your theology and we'll just we'll just sign off on it we'll be right back stick around don't go anywhere
0: now back to jesus 911 If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151.
1: Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two-man car. Pope Francis wrote a letter to uh, Archbishop Fernandez basically saying, hey, we're going to run the DDF different. Uh, We're going to run it a lot different now. It says here, the dicastery over which you will preside, Fernandez, in other times came to use immoral methods, Pope Francis wrote. Those were times when rather than promoting theological knowledge, Possible doctrinal errors were pursued. What I expect from you, Fernandez, is certainly something very different. The Pope wrote, and in a July first statement on his appointment, Archbishop Fernandez said that the, that the dicastery in the past, look what he says about the former prior to 1965. Look what he says about uh, the Holy Office. He calls it was the terror of many because it dedicated itself to denouncing errors, persecuting heretics controlling everything, even torturing and killing, close quote. Archbishop Fernandez is now taking pot shots and criticizing the Holy Office as it was called before Vatican II. But in one sentence, he tries to dismiss everything before 1965 that came out of that office. You need context in order to understand the Holy Office because uh, we're we're talking about a different time and place uh, in Europe under the Holy Roman Empire. That was a cheap shot right there. It says Oh,
2: it was,
1: Yeah. Yes, I'd like to comment on that. Yeah.
2: Um this listen, was the terror of many. Well, guess what, Jess? When you are in uh opposition to God, when you are in a state of sin and somebody confronts you with the truth, not only is it offensive to them, but it's it also causes them to fear but that is precisely what they should do better to fear now and repent rather than to continue on in your sinful ways and face the judgment seat of God so if so if if, if the truth proclaimed from the holy office was such that it spoke out let's say let's talk about the issue at hand that homosexuality is in fact a sin and it is a sin that cries out to heaven. Well, that should cause terror, because these people want to have one foot in the uh, uh, in the church, and at the same time they want to have one foot in the world and do exactly everything that they want to do. And they should be terrified, because Jesus Himself says, "Even if you're lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth." They are far from lukewarm. They are in, in again uh uh guilty of something that cries out to heaven for, for judgment.
1: By the way, one of the things I have to say about the holy office pre-1965 is they were very much in tune with with God's word in terms of in terms of the way things operated. Uh yeah. if you if you want to see a Jewish Inquisition in the Old Testament, uh I would invite you just to read First Kings chapter 18, verse 40. And what Elijah did to the the false prophets at Baal, that was an inquisition. If you want to read about a Jewish inquisition, these are these are sanctioned by God, by the way. You could also read Exodus chapter thirty two, verses twenty five to twenty nine, when the when the Levites uh, were told by God that all of these uh, all all the Israelites that have bowed the knee to this false god uh, go ahead and slit their throat. There was inquisitions in the Old Testament. They were theological, but then they were physical as well. And they were sanctioned by God. I'm just saying that the Holy Office seems to have taken Scripture much more seriously pre-1965 than it does now. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Paul, the errors of Fernandez, Cardinal Fernandez, and the Holy See right now, are, is, is, they've embraced modernism. Let's just be honest. They've embraced yep. modernism. Modernism is the theological error that newer is better. modernism is a theological error that you know the the denial of the supernatural for a more natural explanation and also they've also embraced the error called incrementalism incrementalism basically means we're going to change the church slowly how through dissent and through silence from the pulpits that's all we're going to be quiet about orthodoxy and we're going to be continue to promote dissent little by little like a leaky faucet and this is how we're going to change the church it's called incrementalism it's a tactic of modernism and what we're seeing right now with fernandez i would say he's one of the biggest players paul you know we're dealing with in this country we're dealing with the deep state okay yeah corrupt the corrupt wicked men and women that run this country but we're also dealing with the deep church paul even on a scale that we can't imagine and uh the deep state and the deep church it's populated by sinister men intent on destroying the natural law when it comes to the- politicians uh and 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 the and God's spiritual laws when it comes to the church,
2: yes, yes,
1: yeah, that will what know up. them
2: by you yeah. will know them by their fruits, and yeah, all we're doing is judging the work and saying. This does not smell correct.
1: Yep. All we're trying to do is uh, be Captain Obvious here and just show you the obvious. Uh, Philip Lawler, who's another great writer, good Orthodox writer, he talks about with the appointment of Cardinal Victor Manuel Fernandez, this is a repudiation of Pope Benedict and his papacy. It really is. Mm -hmm. And so Philip Lawler says, since Archbishop, soon to be Cardinal Victor Manuel Fernandez, And he because he he wrote this, you know, last year was named by Pope Francis to head the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith. Much criticism of the appointment has focused on the strange book. The Archbishop Fernandez wrote more than 30 years ago called Heal Me With Your Mouth. The Art of Kissing. He writes, some of my conservative friends argue that the book is heretical. Others say it's pornographic. Those criticisms miss the mark. The reality is worse predictably enough the, enough the argentinian archbishop has dismissed the complaints saying that they come from here's the what here fernandez says my 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 critics are ultra conservative sectors that deeply hate the argent argentin pontiff close quote hmm. and uh fernandez assures us that that his book contains no heresy or error no heresy perhaps writes philip lawler and is not an, isn't it a a relief to know that the Vatican's top doctrinal official has not pronounced the material heresy, but it was an error for a young priest to write about a book about kissing. I mean, didn't the Vatican tacitly acknowledge as much when, as his appointment was announced, that the art of kissing was left off of an otherwise comprehensive list of the archbishop's public works. Put it this way. If you knew that a young priest had shown such a keen interest in the details of makeout sessions that he wrote a book on how on on the how to book on kissing, uh, would you recommend I wouldn't let him get near
2: my kids? (laughs) I wouldn't let him near my kids.
1: (laughs) Philip Lawler makes a great point. Just pointed out the obvious. We want to pick it up from there, Paul. Warning signs.
2: Okay, Jess, let me see where you're at.
1: It says warning signs ignored. (laughs) He says, I know, I know some readers will condemn the last sentence as uncharitable. Are you there? Yeah, I'm there, but I don't see where we're at. Second sentence, forgive me, but after 30 years of hearing and reading and writing stories about how church officials ignored warning signs, you see that? I will not ignore them myself, nor will I allow others to do so without calling them to account. Sometimes there are good reasons for taboos when a celibate shows an in here's philip laudo i like the sentence when a celibate shows an inordinate interest in how young people express physical affection there is cause for concern what a good line and and i just want to remind people remember that we sin how do we sin? we sin three ways this is catholic moral theology we sin in thought word and deed here's my opinion This man, Fernandez, a Catholic cleric, has been giving years of thought in writing two books on sexual carnal pleasures. To me, this is internally and psychologically disordered for a priest to spend so much time reflecting, pondering, and meditating on kissing and orgasms.
2: I'm just saying, Paul. Want to pick it up from there? Yeah, Yeah, Jess, I'm... I can't find where we're at, so go ahead and continue. Okay, to be absolutely clear,
1: I have no reason to believe that Archbishop Fernandez has violated any boundaries himself, but there is clear evidence that he's failed to recognize the signs of danger. As a young priest, he rushed in to write a book about kissing, and he still does not acknowledge, at least not forthrightly, that youthful, that youthful effort as foolish. In other words, he shouldn't denounce what he did much more recently as Archbishop of La Plata, Argentina in 2019, get this Cardinal Fernandez defended a priest who was, a, who was accused of abuse and denounced the whistleblowers and as the case proceeded through the courts apologized to the priest rather than to the victims that he violated a taboo as a young priest is unsettling that Fernandez still had not learned to pay attention to flashing yellow lights, even as an archbishop, even after years of worldwide publicity about the dangers is appalling. The man lacks common sense, that's my take, and this is the prelate who will now preside over the Vatican office charge with investigating reports of priestly abuse. Archbishop Fernandez himself has admitted that, quote, I do not feel qualified or trained to handle abuse cases. Yeah. While he may not be directly responsible for investigations, a separate section of the dicastery is devoted to that judicial process. His name atop the organization chart will do nothing to restore badly shaken public confidence in the Vatican's handling of these problems. Paul, comments? Yes. And pick it up yes. where it says the, the anti-Ratzinger. Pick it up from there. After. Sure.
2: Okay. Archbishop Fernandez was disclosed has disclosed that Pope Francis had asked him twice to accept the role as prefect of the uh, Doctrine of the Dicastria Faith, he originally declined. He said because of his concerns about handling sex abuse cases. But when the Pope asked again, he accepted the job. I wonder what those concerns were. Hmm. Just don't know. Um, meanwhile, rumors hold thought, circulated. Hold, hold,
1: that in... hold that thought. Yeah. Yep. Jesus 911, two-man car. We're uh, talking about the background of uh, Cardinal Fernandez and how he became the the top man at the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith. We'll be right back. Stick around. Uh, Ave Maria, ora pro nobis.
0: Now back to Jesus nine one one. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 526 2151
2: You're listening to Jesus 911. I'm Paul Clay here with Jess Romero, and we are discussing an article written uh concerning Archbishop Fernandez. Uh Jess, right before the break, uh the article mentioned that uh, Archbishop Fernandez was concerned. He initially declined to take the office because he was concerned. He had concerns about handling sex abuse cases. Jess, I don't know this, but I, but I'll I'll just tell you this is this is my cop mind number one. Um, if you if you're handling sex abuse cases that's a very noble thing to do because you are actually protecting the reputation of the church. You are actually weeding out uh, people who are involved in things that they have no business doing and you're protecting the innocents. So if he had concerns, that just leads me to believe that number one, maybe he didn't want to investigate possible friends of his. Maybe there's there's some guilt working there. There's things in his background. I don't know, but when you connect the dots, when you connect the fact that uh, he writes books that some describe as pornographic, uh, it's not a stretch to think that. And if that's not the case, then we need to find out why were you concerned about such things. Nobody seems to be asking the questions because to protect children to protect victims is a good thing at least the last time I checked it
1: says meanwhile rumors circulate in Rome that the top doctrinal post would go to a German prelate Bishop Heiner Wilmer of Hildesheim that was a frightening possibility Bishop Wilmer is an enthusiastic supporter of the radical changes proposed by the German bishops in Middle Path, and during the COVID lockdown, he made the astonishing complaint that some Catholics are are only fixated on the Eucharist. His mm. appointment to be only fix,
2: the, the only. source and summit of the faith. Yes, yeah, that, only that's like everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's like <laughs> yeah. everything about, about Catholicism is Jesus hey, the, the Eucharist. Eucharist. Hey,
2: the Eucharist is Christ.
1: Yeah, Emmanuel, God with us. Uh,
2: <laughs> We're only fixed the, on him. Yeah, uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's what... <laughs> Thou that, uh, that shalt love be. the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. <laughs>
1: yeah, and the Lamb of God who's the se- the very center in apex in the book of Revelation in heaven, in the sanctuary <laughs> of heaven. Right. You, uh, you're, you're only, you Catholics are only fixed on Jesus? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. His appointment to the prefect of the DDF would have signaled a frontal assault on traditional Catholic theology. So they're saying Bishop Wilmer, this guy, would have been worse than... Than uh, Fernandez. <laughs> but an open offensive is not the style of Pope Francis. Archbishop Fernandez, who insists on his orthodoxy while simply raising questions about contentious issues, is much more in tune with the papal approach. In fact, the Argentine prelate has for years been closely linked to the Argentine pontiff. Archbishop Fernandez reportedly had a hand in drafting the encyclical Evangelium Ga- Evangel- Ev- Evangeli Gaudium and is generally acknowledged as the ghostwriter of Amoris Laetitia. In fact, the latter document includes passages taken verbatim from the published work of Fernandez, giving rise to the right observation that plagiarism is inappropriate in a papal document. Hmm. Many Vatican observers, noting how closely the thoughts of the archbishop match those of the pontiff, have concluded that the new prefect of the DDF will play the same role for Pope Francis, that then Cardinal Ratzinger played for Pope John Paul II. The comparison is appropriate, and the contrast is striking. The young father Fernandez did us a favor, actually, by writing that book about kissing. He let us know that we should not take him too seriously. Not even the most virulent critics of Ratzinger Benedict would dispute that he was a serious, rigorous theologian, whereas Archbishop Fernandez, as a theologian, tends towards poetry rather Mm. than vigor you want to pick it up there paul
2: yeah and that too is in keeping with the approach of pope francis who scorns rigorous theological analysis in his letter appointing archbishop fernandez he again denounced a cold and harsh logic that seems to dominate everything quoting from his own encyclical evangelii Guardium, uh which remember means that he might have been quoting the work of fernandez the pope said that the task of the ddf is to give reasons for our hope but not as an enemy who critiques and condemns wow the forget about test the spirits forget about uh, saint paul telling uh
1: timothy uh hymenaeus and <laughs> and and and, 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 yeah. and uh, Philetus. <laughs> have denied the resurrection, have nothing to do with them.
2: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Oh, gosh. uh, The second paragraph of that papal letter bears careful scrutiny. The dicastery over which you will preside in many other times came to use immoral methods. Those were times when, rather than promoting theological knowledge, possible doctrinal errors were pursued. I want to know what possible doctrinal errors Uh, He's talking about Jess because the reality of the situation is um, uh, you know, you you see this big push to try to uh, justify homosexual activity, and that's the only thing that comes to mind. But they don't ever mention what that doctrinal error was. That's right. Yep. What I expect from you is certainly something very different. So the Pope uh, is giving him his marching orders here, yes. telling him, yes. uh, yeah. Uh, Jess, let's just comment on this. We're running out of time here. Sure, sure. Oh, you can't make this stuff up, Jess. This is very concerning. But at the same time, we already know, sacred scripture tells us there will be a falling away of the faith as we, as we get towards the end times. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, we're not making it up. You, you're listening to it. You're We are witnessing this falling away of the faith. We are witnessing good being called evil and evil being called good. Exactly what sacred scripture says. So we shouldn't be surprised by any of this. We should be expecting it and we should be uh, focused and, uh, you know, and have a resolve not to not to take our eyes off of Jesus Christ. Because he is our only hope, Jess.
1: Yes, Paul, we got we have some giants in in the Catholic Church, theological giants that have warned us about what's called porno theology. We'll talk about that on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Porno theology. There's, there's, there's theological giants in the church. One of them is Professor Darius Ozo. He's a Catholic priest in Poland. Uh, and another, one of the other great uh, theological giants... In our lifetime is uh, is is a Catholic priest. I'm trying to remember his name here, but both of them came up. They saw that Freudianism, yeah. Father Fabro, he passed away uh, mm-hmm. about 20 years ago. He was a great Thomas scholar. Father Fabro and Father Darius Ozo, they said that as a result of the sexual revolution, Kinsey and all that, that this would affect the Catholic Church, and they call this porno theology. Many modernists in the Catholic Church have tried to take the sexual revolutions, uh, immoral practices, and they've tried to integrate them with Catholic theology. This is called porno theology. We'll do the whole show on it on Thursday. But this has affected a lot of modernists like Fernandez. He's a classic porno theology modernist who's taken the spirit of this age and he's tried to, to, to... uh, sandwich it together with Catholic theology, and you can't do that. Yeah. Another great giant, Father Jordan Alman, one of the great spiritual writers, uh, you know, pre Vatican II, he wrote a book. It's called Spiritual Theology. And on chapter 14, uh, he talks about the signs of the diabolical. Look what Father Jordan Allman says about the signs of the diabolical on chapter 14, page 11. He says this quote, uncontrolled passions and strong inclinations to sensuality usually under the guise of mystical union. Hmm. That's exactly what Fernandez has done. He says that his his writings are mystical union. All this porno language, he tries to couch it under mystical union. Father Jordan Alman, one of the great theological giants of the 20th century said that people that try to call this all this strong inclination the carnal sexuality and they want to call it mystical union he said that's the sign of satan
2: yeah listen jess you remember uh in the early church uh the paganism that was going on and the sex cults the 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 priestesses you know, where they would the Romans would go in and those people who practice those things and and have sex in the name of their religion, as we see Christendom Paul, Paul, being dismantled. They would have more than this. They would have orgies. They were rich yes. orgies. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. But as we see Christendom being dismantled, uh and we live in this post-Christian era, we see the rise of that back again, that spirit. We see Satan once again resurrecting all of these evil things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um and, and I'll tell you what's uh what's what's problematic is that this one sentence where he talks about homosexuality, by the way, in 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 uh yeah, it, it's it says here. About homosexuality, I just I have to just mention it. Carl Fernandez writes in chapter eight on the road to orgasm. He writes this quote: He says uh, he he writes about the person's inability to stop acting uh, acting out as homo as a homosexual. He writes, but this does not necessarily mean that this joyful experience of divine love, if I achieve it, will free me from all of my psychological weaknesses. It does not mean, for example, that a homosexual will necessarily stop being homosexual. So what he's saying is when you have a mystical encounter with God, he says, you know, that doesn't mean if you already have a proclivity to be homosexual, that that won't stop you from necessarily from being a homosexual. He denies the power of the Holy Spirit with that sentence because the Holy Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is called
2: self-control yeah Self- yes, I'm surprised Con- yeah I'm surprised he doesn't say love covers a multitude of sin to oh, justify God. that
1: I know you're right <laughs> uh, hey we'll we'll continue on this Paul this ain't going anywhere nope. uh, Jesus 911 two man car we'll be back on Thursday myself and Paul and we'll pick it up and do this again uh, God help us remember the, the words of St. Father pray hope and don't worry worry is useless God is merciful and God will hear your prayer up next, keep tuning in to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We got Bishop Strickland up next. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with a Bishop Strickland Hour. God bless you. Keep the faith.